Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing our look into Genesis 18 and this story about the appearance of God to Abraham on the plains of Mamre and Abraham making a table spread so that he can host uh, his heavenly visitors. And I want us to see a great truth specifically for young preachers that I find in these verses. Now, we looked at this last Bible study, and we talked about two words, and the first word was hospitality, be hospitable. Abraham was ready to open his heart, open his home, and to provide a meal for his visitors. He did not put them off. He did not shun them. He didn't hide behind the closed door and pull the curtains. He was ready to welcome them in. One thing I think that we could all do better in our churches and as individuals, is hospitality. Hospitality really does not cost you much, but it's one of the greatest investments you'll ever make in a life. And just that first impression, that hand of of, of fellowship, that uh, expression of gratitude for somebody being in your service, that friendliness that you exude, it goes a long way in keeping people, uh, not just from being a one-and-done church visitor, but from being there and then coming back and coming back again. And listen, hospitality is something ought to be natural for a Christian. Why? Because hospitality is birthed in the heart. And you and I who are saved, we ought to have a heart like the heart of our God who loved us when we weren't deserving of love. And yet he had such love. And the Bible teaches us that we ought to be charitable. Charity is what's going to stand forever. Without charity, everything else is vanity and it's a waste. And if we have everything right at the church house, the right doctrine, we have the right dress, we have the right uh, we have the right sound, we have the right facilities, everything looks nice, but we do not have charity, then we are like sounding brass and tinkling cymbals, and it is vanity. The Bible says, I am nothing if I don't have charity. And hospitality, such an important word, and especially if you're a pastor. You ought to be approachable. I not have to go through five secretaries and jump through three deacons just to shake your hand. Say amen right there, fella, to help you. Uh, I not have to schedule in a time to say hello to my pastor, and I'm glad I don't, and I'm glad you probably don't either. It ought not be that way. A shepherd ought to be around his sheep. A shepherd ought to smell like sheep. He ought to be there uh, close enough to, to defend the sheep and to feed the sheep and to love on the sheep, and that's just what we've been called to do, and we ought to want to, but the same thing's true for every Christian, hospitality. The second word was the word humility. Humility's hard because all of us like ourselves so much. I read the statement it said the problem with most of us is we look in the mirror and like what we see vanity of vanities that's exactly our issue the smallest package in the world is a person wrapped up in themselves if anybody ought to be humble it ought to be somebody who's been grabbed out of the ditch of sin by the grace of God. You and I are nothing more than sinners saved by grace. Old wretched beggars, and God saw fit to cast us some bread. We don't deserve it. We did not merit it. And we sure haven't kept uh, our worth as far as that goes since then. We have not kept uh, ourselves in grace. He's done the keeping as well. We have nothing to brag about. 
Nothing to, I like what the old hymn said. I dare not boast in anything, no wealth, nor power, nor wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. And if you and I would be humble, we wouldn't split churches. If we'd be humble, we wouldn't be so offended. If we'd be humble, we wouldn't think we're a victim. If we'd be humble, we wouldn't get so mad. If we'd be humble, we'd have bus workers. If we'd be humble, we'd have tithers. If we'd be humble, we'd have prayer warriors. If we'd be, hum- if we'd be humble, we'd have more obedience from the messages. You and I tell you, obedience is the way we get blessed and we need to be humble. Now, I want us to see this story. We'll start uh, here in verse number uh, verse number four, and we'll read on down. I'll show you the truth for today. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Abraham's addressing these three men, these heavenly visitors who've come by his tent. And I'll fetch a morsel of bread and comfort to your hearts. After that, you shall pass on, for therefore are you come to your servants. And they said, So do, as thou hast said. Now, I want you to notice in verse 5, Abraham says, I'll get you some bread. I'll get it for you. Now, you're going to find Abraham does not actually get the bread. He'll send someone after those things. Now, watch this. The Bible says, in verse number six, and Abraham hastened in unto the tent, uh, unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. So he's asking Sarah to help him. Abraham's job is what? Abraham's job is to entertain these men. His job is to host. His job is to interact. His job is to converse. He has those under him that can take some of the weight off of his shoulders so that he can do primarily what is his purpose to do. It reminds me of the dichotomy God has designed for the church where there's a pastor. And the pastor's primary job is to study the Word of God and to pray. His primary purpose is to study the Word of God to pray and feed the flock of God. His primary job is not to visit hospitals. Now, don't get mad at me. His primary job is not to go to the shut-in. His primary job is not even necessarily uh, to be out there mingling in the community. His primary job is to care for that flock through the Word of God and prayer and then feeding them in the services. That is his job. He'll give an account for that. That is why God has given deacons. Deacons can go and take some of those things off the shoulders of the pastor. Now, every good pastor does all those things. I'm not saying they shouldn't, and I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying primarily. Now, every pastor does that if he's worth his weight. But the deacons have been given to help in that administration. They can take some of the weight off the pastor. Also, you and I uh, in the church as members, we should be willing to pull some of our own weight as well and help out in areas that we can help out in. You're a Sunday school teacher. You sing in the choir. You can take meals to shut-ins, all these different things. There's things we do. Abraham has a job. Those other things are tedious. Anybody can get bread. Not anybody can host these visitors. Now, anybody, listen, anybody, anybody can take a meal to somebody who's shut in. Not everybody going to preach the Bible. So sometimes we need to take the weight off the pastor's shoulders and help him in these areas. So Sarah does. Now, here we get into this for these young preachers. What, look what's in verse 7. And Abraham ran under the herd and fetched, and I like the Bible. I'm glad the Bible's country. So he fetched him. He fetched a calf, tender and good. And gave it unto, an underline this if you want to, a young man, and he hasted to dress it. So Abraham goes to this young man. He delivers him this calf. 
And that young man is now given the duty to take that calf and prepare that calf so that it can be used in this meal. Now, that young man does exactly what's expected of him. Thank God he's there. That young man is there to take the load, a little bit of it, and lift it from Abraham's shoulders. And he does. But he doesn't stop there. I like what he does. The Bible said in verse 8, and he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had dressed, and set it before them. That young man, first of all, was willing to be humble and listen to an older man. Abraham gave him instruction. He followed it. But I like this. He did not just go as far as instructed. He went beyond. He went the second mile. He uh, sacrificed even more. He was selfless enough to say, hey, I want to do my best. I want to make sure Abraham, I want to make him look as good as possible. I'm going to make sure that, that I go as far as I can go with this thing. I'm going to take milk. I'm going to take uh, uh, butter, and I'm going to add that with this calf, and I'm going to put all that before them. I like the attitude of the young man. He's wanting to lift up the arms of the old man. He wants to help the old man be successful. And you know what? You and I, if you're younger in the ministry, and uh, the years go by, and I'm, uh, I'm getting less and less on that end of the spectrum, but we ought to be willing to lift up the arms of the old man of God. I thank God for the generation that's gone before me. I, I don't have any kind of axe to grind, any kind of bone to pick, any kind of sad story. I don't have any chip on my shoulder. I have been blessed by the former generation. I want to be what they have been. I want to go where they have already be, uh, uh, gotten. I want to I, I do what they have gotten to do for God, and I see that you young preachers, listen, don't you get so full of pride and think that you know more than some old man of God who has socks older than you are two times. Say amen right there. So look what he does. He gave them this food and watch this. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. He didn't even sit down at the table. You know why? Because it wasn't his place to sit down at the table. It wasn't his time yet. And I want to challenge you. Be a servant to the older generation. That's all the time we have for today. Join us next time. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.